I was there. 48 years ago, this week, I was there, standing jam-packed together with thousands of others in the south enclosure of Cardiff Arms Park. My Uncle Len had got me a ticket. Gold dust. Or so it turned out, because it let me witness a piece of immortal sporting history. Immortal? Yes, because it was captured for all time, in words and pictures, by two Ronda men. If you know anything about rugby, you've probably guessed what I'm going on about. The greatest try ever, Gareth Edwards, the Barbarians versus New Zealand, January the 27th, 1973, the last match of the All Blacks tour. The All Blacks were a rugby machine, brutal, unsmiling, willing to do anything to win, sometimes even to play within the laws of the game. Llanelli had beaten them, but take a look at it now and you'll see that that famous game was marred by a pattern of vicious violence that's truly frightening. The All Blacks got their revenge against Wales. J.P.R. Williams was denied a match-winning try by the referee. English. Name of Johnson. Do I still sound bitter five decades later? That night, one of the New Zealand props was sent home after assaulting a security guard. Rugby had been brought into disrepute, and those who cared about the game looked for some sort of redemption. It came from the Barbarians, a scratch selection of the best players from Britain and Ireland, playing their traditional freewheeling brand of champagne rugby. The game wasn't two minutes old. Phil Bennett picked up a bouncing ball near his own goal line. It passed through seven pairs of hands in front of my unblinking schoolboy eyes, from one end of the pitch to the other. It's a try etched into the consciousness of fans the world over. There are friends of mine whose party piece is to recite the television commentary word for word off the top of their heads. This is great stuff. Phil Bennett covering. Chased by Alistair Scown. Brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. John Williams, Brian Williams. Pulling. John Dawes. Great dummy. David, Tom David, the halfway line. Brilliant by Quinnell. This is Gareth Edwards. A dramatic start. What a score. Oh, that fellow Edwards. Yes, well, we all have our dreams. The real commentator, of course, was Cliff Morgan, a great player himself, 29 Welsh caps and four for the British Lions. Cliff was from Trebanog, so he was a special favourite in our family because when my father and his sister were growing up on top Trebanog Road, Cliff was a near neighbour of similar age. Auntie Marion always boasted about going to Sunday school and Band of Hope with him. Anyway, Cliff's commentary is worthy of the try itself. Brilliant. The story goes that he was only commentating that day because Bill McLaren had lost his voice. But a former BBC colleague of mine looked up the Radio Times billing for the programme the other day and it lists as commentator Cliff Morgan. The Radio Times went to press a full 10 days ahead of transmission, so it must have been planned for Cliff to be at the mic all along. And no one, not even the great McLaren, could have done it better. The other Ronda man whose name appeared in the Radio Times that day was Dewi Griffiths from Tonpentra. In later years, Dewi was best known as the presenter of the long-running radio series A String of Pearls, but back in the 1970s he was the BBC's top rugby director, responsible for the coverage of all of Wales' home games in that golden era. Indeed, I think it's fair to say that he helped to invent the way rugby was covered on television. It's something viewers take for granted now, 
but it was a visual grammar that had to be developed. How to frame a shot of the scrum, for instance, to show the detail of the action without losing the broader picture of how play might develop. Nowadays, a battery of cameras covers every major international, and television match officials review play from every conceivable angle. In 1973, Dewey Griffiths had just four cameras to work with. A wide angle and a closer lens up in the grandstand, a third right beside the action down on the touchline, and a fourth behind the posts on the West Terrace. Dewey would have been in the shadow of the stands, just yards away, sitting in the scanner, a big van kitted out as a mobile control room, pushing the buttons that cut from one camera to another, and barking out a constant stream of instructions to all four camera operators. And Cliff Morgan would have had all that in his earpiece. Watch the try online carefully, and you'll see the four cameras used to capture all the drama of the play and the crowd's reaction. It's a beautiful piece of direction, precisely because normally you just don't notice it. The pictures are just right. Married to Cliff's commentary, it'll be watched for as long as sport endures. There was a third Ronda man involved that day, on the pitch. John Bevan, the big wing from Tylerstown, scored a great try of his own before half-time, stretching the Barbarians' lead to 17 points to nil, way beyond anything New Zealand could do to recover. So the Barbarians triumphed, and that try, well, it was made on the field of play, of course, but it seared into our memories because of the words and images fashioned all those years ago by two sons of the Ronda. I'm John Garrett Roberts. Join me next time for another trip down Memory Terrace in John on the Rhondda.